0: This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. It's been like two weeks. Got very sick. It's not a good time in the world right now to get sick. Sneeze once, for whatever reason, people start freaking out. But, uh, yeah, very unpleasant past two weeks for me. No, I did not have COVID-19. Yes, basically nobody has it. Gaston County reopened, basically, yesterday at 5. I'll cover that. Uh, Things, statistics statistics about COVID-19, now that we actually have some substantial data. You know, it's been a few months now, so we can really see what the trends are. Up until, back when it started, we had predictions. We had models. Now we have data. You can actually use data. Data is not a prediction. And then, this, within the past few hours, the hashtag fire Chris Hayes movement. Chris Hayes is an anchor for MSNBC. Typically, I would not give a darn. But this is ridiculous. But well, first, it's Bill Fisher at five with the news. I'm Loopy. So i spent a lot of people spending a lot of time actually looking at now data that we have about the coronavirus, right? At first, when the coronavirus started to become a thing, uh, you know, you would see these just massive straight-up lines. You know, time barely goes by, number of cases explodes through the roof. Well, that didn't exactly happen. Once we got a little bit of data the first few weeks, you could edit the... Uh, predictions, right, based off of data. You edit the prediction. Every prediction since this has all started has gone down and down and down. Less people get infected over time. Less people total get infected. At first when this thing came out, you know, people were going on the TV saying, like, 80% of people should expect to get this within the first month. Ridiculous stuff like that. That's why, you know, this goes all over on the internet. Everyone knows about it. It's all over the radio and TV and newspapers, and it's everywhere. Now every commercial you see on TV is about how that company, it loves our people and wears masks and woo. Big stuff, right? Well, now we have a lot of data. Is It's been a little while since, like, anyone's been outside, Uh, and uh, we've started to really kind of see even Elon Musk, who is quite, what you would say, liberal-leaning in a lot of ways, but he's also very smart and understands when something is true other than just people rallying together for no good reason. He's even started, Elon Musk, the, uh, the owner of Tesla, amongst many other things pointing out that we're not even close to any of these predictions for the coronavirus. The data is nowhere close. App State got shut down. Today is reading day. Tomorrow is the first day of exams. App State has been shut down for a while since spring break. App State is in Watauga County. Guess how many people total have gotten the coronavirus in Watauga County? Nine. Nine. That does not sound... Nine is not 80% of the people in Watauga County. Believe it or not. Nine is less than 10. You can have, you know, you can have one finger chopped off and you can still hold up nine. That's not many. As a result of all this data that's coming in and places that are saying, you know, these statewide uh, decisions about staying in for the coronavirus and shutting down businesses and shutting down schools, shutting down churches, which I think is highly uh, unconstitutional and illegal. Places are starting to say, you know what? This is bullcrap. This is not right. We're just hurting our people. We're inside for no good reason. Gaston County, yesterday, 5 p.m., signed in a document called the Gaston Promise, where basically the county of Gastonia said, businesses, if you want to open your business, even though the governor says don't do it, uh... We won't punish you for it. The governor will have to come down here himself and fight you. Gaston County basically said, hey, our hands are clean. We are not the ones holding you back. It is the governor of uh, of North Carolina who lives in the governor's mansion in Raleigh, which is very different than Gastonia, both in terms of population and in what people do. And how many cases there are. Coronavirus spread a little bit in the Raleigh area. It really did not spread much in Gastonia at all. It really did not come to Boone. It really did not. Nine cases total since all this has begun. Nine. And we're keeping people from opening their businesses, including small businesses. Really, the only businesses that are, are still around are the massive corporate ones like Walmart. The companies that can actually take the hit of being closed. As a result of all this, we're closing the small businesses that can't afford to miss a single day. Small business drives this country. It drives employment. And our governor is making sweeping decisions for the entire state when maybe he's making a decision that should only apply to Raleigh? Or Charlotte? Just a thought. So yeah, as of 5 p.m. yesterday, the Gaston Promise was signed. It's out of the Charlotte Business Journal. It's uh, it's nice. It basically lifts the restrictions, but it says, "Hey, you know, maintain six feet, all this recommended stuff, but you don't have to shut your business. You can be open." News Talk Radio, Loopy without banned substances. I'm Loopy. So a lot of the reasoning Gaston County had for the Gaston promise, the, uh, what they're calling uh, their decision to basically ignore the governor uh, as, a, as a county, uh, came for several reasons. One of them is they really don't have the coronavirus in Gaston County, and the little bit that they do is completely under control. This is uh, from the Charlotte Business Journal, I believe, right? Yeah. Good publication. It says, according to data on the county website, Gaston County had 19 active cases of COVID-19, 121 recovered cases. I guess those are ones where people go to the hospital and recover. And three deaths as of Tuesday. And that causes the governor to say to the county... You need to shut everything down. 19 active cases, 121 recovered, 3 deaths. So Gastonia is like, okay, uh, maybe Raleigh has it more than we do. Uh, We might not need to actually be completely shut down. I think that's a fair point. Another point they brought up is, okay, Mr. Governor, you have approved NASCAR's request to get going again without fins in the stands, but you still have mechanics climbing all in the cars at the same time, much less than six feet apart. So why does NASCAR get a green card and not every other business? What makes NASCAR special? Now I love NASCAR. I went to like 3 races last year. But That's pretty fair. That's a fair question to ask. Are we just giving NASCAR, you know, a green light just because they're they're famous and because it makes a lot of money for the state? Is that really why Mr. Governor you approved NASCAR and not counties? That uh, really don't have COVID-19? Or have it completely under control? Why did App State have to get shut down? A decision made by people in Chapel Hill. And all we've ever had up to today is nine cases. Nine. Of COVID-19. This is why we have states in this country, so states can tell the federal government, you know, hey, we don't agree with what you're doing. And that's why we have counties within the states. So that if the state gives us a load of crap, the county can say, eh, no. Come fight me. That's what Gastonia is saying to Raleigh right now. Speaking of NASCAR, though, NASCAR, yes, was approved to get restarted with all the teams now in North Carolina. Uh, basically, once Governor Cooper said you can do it, all the teams are now back in uh, to build their cars. No, there will not be fans at the racetrack, but yes, NASCAR just announced minutes ago they will resume racing on May 17th at Darlington. No fans in the stands. Yes, there will be an actual race, not on sim racing. So, very cool. May 17th, Darlington Raceway, Southern 500. Finally, a live-action sport that isn't digitized will be on television. I have some more stats here, though, to to really put this in perspective. I'm not doing all this to just be different. I'm not doing this uh, because I'm insane, although I guess if I'm insane, I don't know it, right? But I'm I'm looking at the data, and I think most people, people with some sense, would agree with me on this. This is from the Watauga Democrat. It says, the Raleigh News and Observer reported that 10,181 people have tested positive for COVID-19. So we'll say 10,100 have tested positive for COVID-19 in North Carolina as of yesterday. 10,100 in North Carolina. And of those 10,100 people, there have been 381 deaths. Obviously, we don't want people to die, but... We're talking about shutting down the country, right? Shutting down the state, shutting down the school system, small businesses. Shutting down our economy. Out of, In North Carolina, out of 10,100 people... That have gotten COVID-19 and confirmed it. 381 people have died. The North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services reported that 551 people were hospitalized with the virus as of last of uh, what was that? Yesterday morning. In the U.S., the number of confirmed cases surpassed the 1 million mark because some states are more disgusting than North Carolina, and they pass germs easier. According to Johns Hopkins University of Medicine, uh, the university reported that 58,965 people had died of the virus in the U.S. So, and I believe today we hit 60,000. So, gained 1,000 in two days. Nine Watauga County residents and one traveler in the country have tested positive for the virus in Watauga, according to App Healthcare. Okay. So in North Carolina, there are a lot of people. Millions of people. I don't even know. It's a lot. More than five people. All right? So in North Carolina, we've had 10,100 cases out of millions of people. So if you have gotten COVID-19 and tested positive for it, which makes you part of the 10,100 then there's a very little chance that uh, the chances of having that happen to you were very small. And out of the 10,100 people who died, I mean, 10,100 people who got it, only 381 died. Thank goodness. Only 381 out of 10,100. So what is that? Well, the chance in North Carolina, if you get a confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis, the chance of you dying is 0.037%. My question is, think here, is it worth shutting down the country for a virus that kills 0.037% of the people who get it? And that's using stats for people with it confirmed. It is entirely possible, you listening to this show right now, and even for me, that we've had it before. Never showed any symptoms, or maybe we did have symptoms a little bit, just thought it was a basic cold. You know? Or you just felt weird for the day. That is entirely possible. If you get it confirmed, it's 0.037% chance that you'll die. That's super low. And according to the worldwide stats, and that's just for North Carolina, the worldwide stats is not much different. Uh, The chance that you die if you get COVID-19 is 0.057%, as opposed to 0.037. Wow. Two one-hundredths of a percentage. And there's gonna there's we'll never know how many people actually got COVID 19 because they were never tested positive for it and they won't get an antibody check later. Now, yes, you can go find out if you've had it before. You go get an antibody check, which lets you know if your body has devices to fight it off. I mean, even 1% is small, but man, 0.057% chance you die if you get it. And we've shut down the country. Now, here's here's the thing to actually, this is where, okay, so far I've been like, eh, you know, it doesn't matter very much. This is where it does matter, right? This is from the BBC. It's a, it's a graph showing um, the proportion of deaths among infections based on age. Overall average half of a percent for age groups. That's a, little, that's a little deceptive with what I was just saying. That, that means a little bit different. Basically, if you are below the age of 60, you have less than a half of a percent chance of dying if you get COVID-19 and you're below 60. Less than half of a percent chance of dying. If you're below the age of 50, it's almost like immeasurable. It's so low. You have to have a pre-existing medical condition for you to even be concerned. 60 to 90-year-olds is about 2%. That's a much more significant number than 0.0 whatever percent. 70 to 80-year-olds, 5% chance. 80 plus, getting up toward 10, 15%. Those are the people we should be concerned about, obviously. So it's it's been a whole lot, obviously, as everyone knows, of response to COVID-19, and now that we're seeing some data, as opposed to looking at predictions for the future, models, now that we have data, we see that uh, it's been flattened for a very long time. It didn't spread nearly what everyone thought it would, and it's not nearly as deadly. But at the same time, you go on the television right now, you think the world is ending. If you go on to like a CNN or MSNBC, you think the world is ending. If you go on to like a Fox News, you think everything's totally fine. So who do you trust? Probably nobody. Do you even trust me? I don't know. I don't trust me. My fiance is right here. She do not trust me. But with all that going on, there's now a new thing going around. Uh, on Twitter and it's hashtag fire Chris Hayes we'll talk about that when we come right back around he is a reporter for MSNBC uh, everyone who was behind the Me Too movement now wants to fire Chris Hayes for doing what the Me Too movement wanted in the first place it's a hundred percent political and it's ridiculous The question really comes down to, what do you actually, what do you want? Do you want journalism? That's what this guy was trying to do. Even on a channel like MSNBC, he was actually doing what he was supposed to do. And then you tell him to get fired. Because you don't agree with him. Hashtag not my news reporter. We'll be right back on Loopy. This is Loopy Radio. I'm looping. Oh boy. Here's something that isn't coronavirus news, though. Right, so the Me Too movement, which seemingly really has disappeared, like most movements, uh, obviously, something we should not ignore that whole concept. I absolutely agree with the Me Too movement. I don't agree with how extreme a lot of people got where an allegation basically turned into where you're guilty. That's not correct. But I think that's just part of how the media is structured these days, the the television media especially. No, BuzzFeed is not media. That's just stupid. The Me Too movement, I don't even need to really summarize it. I'm sure you know what, it, what it's all about. Um 99% of the Me Too movement things were were women having allegations against uh various men of prominence or even uh what was really productive was places of work you know for the average person that was actually very productive but a, a lot of what we the average person heard was stuff that was national celebrities politicians etc That's all good uh Especially the uber-liberal side, the side that votes Democrat in an election, a season of which we are currently part, would be hardcore into the Me Too movement to the point of saying an allegation is a guilty verdict. Those are the people who said that you're immediately guilty, fire the person, ostracize them if there's an allegation. They're the ones who turned it into a witch hunt. They've switched all of a sudden. Chris Hayes, if you want to see this on uh, the internet or especially on Twitter, hashtag fire Chris Hayes, H A Y E S. Chris Hayes is a reporter for uh, MSNBC, very prominent, very, very left, quote unquote, news network, television. Did a very robotic, calculated, to-the-point report on allegations of sexual misconduct made against Joe Biden. He very, you can see, very intentionally was not taking a side, being as straightforward as he possibly could freaking be as a human being. No emotion. He was just reading it straight off the teleprompter. Uh, I've heard it described to me as looking like a college student. That's kind of what it feels like. Like someone trying to do it for the first time. He was really trying, he knew what he was doing in doing proper journalism. Making sure it was reported that these are allegations, not guilty, but allegations. I have a lot of respect for the way Chris Hayes did this, and I think a normal person would. But today, fire Chris Hayes is trending. People saying they want Chris Hayes to be fired is trending. But he just did straight up good journalism. Why would he fire him? And the answer is, he's reporting news that's negative about a liberal Democrat nominee for president against Donald Trump. A liberal Democrat nominee who's actually polling really well right now, somehow, against Donald Trump. Sexual misconduct allegations come out, reported as allegations very well, not saying the guy's guilty. Reported very fairly. And all of a sudden, the the uber-liberals who want Joe Biden to be president more than anything in the world, just to get Trump out of there, are completely switching against their own Me Too movement, which may it, that costs, causes so many questions to be asked. It makes you wonder if these if these liberal Democrats even cared about the Me Too movement to begin with, the substance of it, or were they just picking a side to? to be different and to be the Liberal Democrats. You know, if you're a group, you have to pick something and just go for it. Right? Or should you use your brain and and think? The same people that pushed the Me Too movement are now pushing away, they're telling MSNBC to fire a reporter for good, proper journalism about allegations ...of sexual misconduct just because it's Joe Biden. It's pathetic. News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. I'm Luffy. One final thing here before I I go off. Uh, Boone, this is from the Tiger Democrat again. Uh, Boone Council seeks probe of unfair housing practices uh, in the area. Uh, A lot of students, a lot of App State students who don't understand the concept of money and living in general. Uh, are going crazy right now because they're like, yes, rent rates are going to go down. It's predatory. It's bad practices. That's not what this is about. So uh, this is not about rent prices being high. This is about uh, predatory practices as housing uh, giving, housing establishments, people who would rent something to you. Uh, The Boone Town Council is asking NC Attorney General Josh Stein to investigate and take action to stop, quote, unfair and deceptive rental housing practices in the town of Boone. That has nothing nothing to do with the price per month. If you think $650 per month is expensive for where you're living, uh, this has nothing to do with that. What we're talking about are predatory things such as massive, uh, payments for, uh, like, background checks or, uh, credit checks and then not even actually spending that money to get a credit check. They just keep your money. That's predatory. Uh, we're talking about them giving you, uh, you know, someone who you lease from giving you fines for no reason, uh, unexpected, you know, additions to your rent, unexpected fines, um, predatory things you not liking the price has nothing to do with it being predatory because it probably isn't you're probably just a college student doesn't understand money just go give your daddy another call he'll give you a check or two i'll be back i'm looping.